Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. Sam's a pianist who cannot see. He plays a concert at Carnegie Hall. A murderer's on the loose. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Lee. Yeah! Test, test, test. Oh, um, Joseph told me a good joke. Yeah? Um, I, uh... Do you want to save it for the podcast? This is the podcast. This is the test. This is the test. But, um... Did you know uh, I met uh, a Russian sound designer? Uh-huh. And a Czech one, too. Czech one, too. <laughs> so, should we just keep that? Yeah, no, that's the joke. That's it. We're rolling. Hi. And welcome to a new episode of... Oh, oh boy. boy. It's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Leet. Leet. I'm Leet. I'm Kristen. We just watched a show. Uh, How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Spring sprung. Spring has sprung. Autumn has fallen away. <laughs> Summer. Some's more. Winters. I hardly we, know her. We... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what episode did we just watch of Quantum Leap? We just watched uh, season two episode... Oh, God, I didn't write it down. Never mind. Cut that. We just watched... <laughs> we just watched uh, Blind Faith. Yeah. Uh, which is set in 1964 in New York. And Sam leaps into a blind concert pianist whose name I did not write down. Andy something. Andy something. Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. No, it's like Andy Jansen or something. Um, I don't know. So we started and he's at the very end of the concert. Yes, we were Thank both God. right. We were both right on this front, because I was like, oh no, what if this is the very first chord of the concert? And you said, oh no, no, you said it was the very first beginning of the concert. And I said, um, hopefully it's the end. Turns out it was the end of the concert, but he still had to do an encore. Yeah, so um, Sam goes to the piano and just starts playing chopsticks. And at first, people are murmuring about how mm. strange that is, and then uh, they all start cheering because it's they hilarious. Delighted. Delighted at the. I mean, I'd be kind of insulted if you know, I this pianist that I love um, has been uh, has been has been you know like I, I paid tickets. We we asked for an encore. Seems a little insulting that he plays this yeah. super rudimentary song. Yeah, and he and didn't is even laughing his way through it, like, ha, aren't I funny? And the dog's barking, and uh, he has a, a service dog um, with him named Chopin, which took me a moment because they all pronounce it Chopin. That's how everyone pronounces it. Chopin. Yeah, Chopin. That's how people in North America. Say that name. That's not true. That's absolutely 100% true. Well, it's incorrect. <laughs> Chopin. Yeah, yeah. In French. 
The thing that I love <laughs> is that when Sam starts to play chopsticks, he puts two his two index fingers like real close together and holds them up to his face before bringing them down on the two keys to play chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess is part of the gag. Like, if he was going to play it for realsies, yeah. and then, like, not for realsies, but, like, you know, maybe he starts playing it and then, like, throws on... If I was in the audience, I might be like, oh, he's going to throw down a real sweet bass line with his left hand. Yeah. He's going to really make something of this. But, um, he no. Left. He just plays it with his two index fingers yeah. the whole way through, like like a child would. Yeah. This is, like, what I'm saying. I was like, when I... What, as you were saying, if you were in the audience... In that concert, you'd be like, oh, I see. He's doing chopsticks, but then he's going to go into this really bravura performance of chopsticks. I'm going to hold out and, yeah. you know, I believe that he's going to do something amazing. It was very disappointing. <laughs> he did not. The most amazing part was that at the end, it was something like, da, 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 and the dog goes, ah, prof! And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> delightful, the dog joined in. <laughs> I'm like, well, so the dog made that performance worthwhile. I'm barely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he heads off stage, and um, there's a, 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 a young woman there who uh, we learn will be his assistant slash love interest for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is... B- <laughs> Michelle? Michelle is correct. Her name okay. is Michelle. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, um, also, just the dog is not having having it with Sam. He Because dogs are immune to quantum leap, as yeah, we know. They so, can tell that Sam is there. Yeah. And they, Al. Yeah. Makes no sense, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, they can just see through the hologram. Wait. No. The yeah. fact that they can see Al that's, makes that's no bananas. sense. Yeah, that makes Sam, no sense. Sam, maybe, maybe I can buy the dogs, like, yeah. just have a sense yeah. of those things, but, like... Fair enough. So he, he and Michelle start walking past a newsstand or whatever. Wait, hold on. Before that, okay. I just want to... I just want to... Um, the, the purpose of this, this first scene with Michelle is uh, she goes, Oh, my God, that was so clever and witty of you to play Chopsticks right now. I can't wait to see what you're going to play tomorrow night. Which sets up the uh, the tension that he has to do another concert at Carnegie Hall tomorrow night as this uh, concert pianist. Uh, and he's just like, Oh, no, I've got to play the piano. But I can't wait to see what, you, what you've got for tomorrow. Oh, I've figured out this uh, amazing little number that you only play with your knuckles. <laughs> if you like that, wait till you see what's next. I will do Heart and Soul for two hours. With intermission. Two hours of Heart and Soul played incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of mistakes. It's a revolution. And I will only play the accompaniment, not the melody. <laughs> Who likes me singing? <laughs> Same time. I will do volare. <laughs> With no accompaniment, and I don't really speak Italian. So then he sees a newspaper, and he looks right at it, and it says 1964. And she's like, what are you looking at, or something? Because again... What are you doing? Because she knows he's not looking at anything. That would be crazy. Sam does not know how to convey to the world that the man he's inhabiting for this time it cannot see. And he just can't get that through his head. Here's what I would for sure do, is I've got my sunglasses on, my eyes are closed. Just close your eyes, Sam. But then again, like... 
And to get, be fair, Andy, like, has, you know, 30 years navigating the world blind or whatever. So presumably, like, if Sam just closed his eyes, he would be less able than uh, Andy is. I mean, I have two problems. <laughs> but, <laughs> just two? Just two. But they they sort of are umbrella problems for this whole episode. Number one, Sam does not convincingly pretend to be blind. He does sometimes. Yeah, but like... He does do a good job of like not looking people in the eyes when he's talking to them. Sure, 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 sure. But I mean like he needs to do better because yeah. that causes a lot of problems in this episode. Yeah. Number two is people also have no concept in this... Like I don't know if it's... It's a combination of both the writers and the people around him. It, there's no no concept of like what exact how his blindness exactly manifests. Like how like he could be yeah. legally blind, uh, but still see yeah, a little yeah. bit, right? Like that's something that's a common misconception people have about the visually impaired, right? So like for example, at one point he's reading a cereal box up close, and a mm-hmm. woman is like, "Ha, ah, you're not blind." I'm like, "Well, he, I mean, I, um, I don't technically understand what." constitutes legal blindness or not yeah. you know but like it could be possible yep. that he could read something up close but still technically be yep. considered legally blind and she's a nurse she should know that we'll get to that point later we pass by this newsstand um and sam makes his first mistake as you said of like looking at a newspaper and she and she goes what are you doing and he goes oh i was wondering what time it is what and year i mean time it what is. year i mean uh, what time <laughs> it is and i thought maybe i'd ask the guy at the newsstand and she goes how did you know we're at a newsstand and he goes uh, i don't know <laughs> both me and sam are having an off day <laughs> in this episode goes, i could hear i could hear there was newspapers <laughs> i heard them with my ears and they were rustling in the wind <laughs> So that's, that's how I knew there was newsstand. And, and he looked at the newspaper. It, we should mention now. And it said, like, there's a strangler on the loose. Yeah, third or girl, I, yeah, third girl strangled in Central Park. Yeah, so uh, there's a strangler on the loose. Yeah. They're looking for the Scranton strangler. And the camera um, lingers on this newspaper. So we're like, this will be important. Yeah, at first I was like, maybe he's the strangler. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah, what does he do if he's the murderer? Well, he turns himself in. He just lives that guy's life for the rest of his life and doesn't strangle anybody. Ziggy says you gotta kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't like getting married, <laughs> like, <laughs> all, or saying I love you when you didn't mean well, it, guess what, Roger. my friend? Yeah, we, Sam's a murderer now. Remember how I said it's a slippery slope? Like, yeah. you like, there's no two ways about it. You gotta kill these people so that you get caught or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's not what ends up happening. But wouldn't that be shocking? Well, here's the thing: if Sam's there to like make sure to stop this strangler, the best way to do that would be to leave him into the strangler and have him not strangle people. Case closed. <laughs> like, maybe even turn himself into the police. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Um, Next time. And I think uh, Michelle makes a point about, like, being in his unpaid intern, basically. Yeah, she says, oh, this is... <laughs> she says, oh, can I pick up your suit from the dry cleaners? And he goes, oh, sure, if you have time. And he, she goes, well, that's what assistants do, even if they are unpaid. Yeah, and I was like, yikes. Yikes, my yikes, yikes, my friend. <laughs> Don't like that. Do That's not the like real that. crime. And she also kisses him. That and the him. strangling. 
<laughs> so first of all, there's the unpaid internship, which we do not support. Second yeah. of all, strangling. <laughs> yep. Third of all, I will just say, this is a very unprofessional seeing eye dog. Yeah, he's very he's like constantly he's distracted. constantly like checking out others other other dogs as they walk past. He's um like scamming uh, peanuts off of uh, off of uh, Pete, the character of Pete. Pete, the peanut police officer. He's a peanut officer. He's, <laughs> he's a police officer who has peanuts. Yeah, yeah. He um. So. <laughs> Before we get into Pete, actually, we meet this French lady. Yes. Josephine? uh, No, no. Wasn't it? No, no. Oh, Josephine was the dog. Her dog's names are Napoleon and Josephine, because, of course, a French woman would name her dogs Napoleon and Josephine and Bonaparte. She was an Bonaparte! Like dogs, like bones. Napoleon. Josephine Bonaparte, get it? <laughs> no, explain it to me. Okay, so Napoleon's surname was Bonaparte, right? And wait, where did his armies go? <laughs> Up in sleeveys. Okay, but bring me back around to the last name. Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte? Is it because dogs like to fuck? No, no, that's his name. You know that... No, I know, but why is... Because dogs like bones. They like to fuck. No, they eat... They chew bones. Give a dog a bone. Bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yippee. <laughs> Where are my dogs at? So this is this is the question that Josephine asks, because while she's looking for her dogs in the park, she gets strangled. That's later, though. I know, but it was a, such a good segue. Where are my dogs at? Because she's looking for her dogs. Oh, yeah. She's like, Napoleon, Josephine. And uh, we understand she is French for no reason. I mean, French people wow. can exist in the world for wow. no reason. <laughs> I'm all for it. It's just, you don't understand this lady. She's wearing like a little hat and a leopard print coat. And she's very fancy. And she's like, oh, bonjour, Monsieur Andy. And she like leaves her building. And she's got these little frilly dogs in New York. And like, I don't understand why she's like a cartoon of a fancy French lady. And she does get strangled, which is really terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also like it's just everything about her. It's such a dumb plot device. Let me walk you through her this character arc, okay? <laughs> we see her um, as, and we're not we're not quite here yet, but we see her as Al. Uh, sorry, as Sam is walking up to his apartment. She's leaving her apartment, taking her dogs for a walk. They have a very brief conversation about their dogs. Yeah. Then. Uh, uh, Five minutes later, we cut back to her in the park, looking for her dogs. She gets strangled. The fact that she is a person that Andy knows, you'd think in like a structured and well-thought-out narrative, that would play into it. He realizes, oh no, my neighbor became a victim. Or no, like not at all. he sees that her door was left open, or like he sees something to be like, what happened to my neighbor? Like... The the strangler must be someone in this area. Like there must be mm. something. No, her 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 death must serve some purpose yeah. in this narrative. It doesn't really. It does not. Except to hammer home the fact that there is a strangler who strangles women. Yeah. Um. So. But why did why why the fact that two of the victims end up being closely associated with Andy means nothing. Yeah. 
We'll get to the fourth one. I just... I... Fifth. We'll get to the fifth one. Yeah, well, well there, there's gonna be another, there's gonna be another, there's the, the three in the newspaper, there's three. Oh, I see. They said th third, third girl strangled in Central Park, and then um, uh, uh, Mademoiselle the Pikachu uh, <laughs> was number four, so then um, Michelle's gonna be number five. Right. Just um, so you know, that technically a serial killer. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh. But we're so, not there yet. So then, uh, Andy slash Sam goes home, he looks in his mirror and uh, he sees his reflection. He's like, a, just, just just a guy. Just a guy. He's actually like, like he's like a handsome white man, and yeah, he's, he's, he looks relieved for a second. He's not a woman. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's 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 pretty similar looking to Bacula. Like he's yeah, not, they're exactly. Not, they're not, not like they're not like twins, but it's like okay, so like he's at home. The thing about this guy is that he he is blind. Yeah, so both, <laughs> I just kind of felt like, oh, it's a little shitty, because first of all, he looks relieved that he's someone close to what he actually is, which is, yeah. You think that was relief? Um, yes, but then, again, his defining characteristic this episode is his, his, the Concert fact. Concert pianitude. Um, yeah, I guess that's right. It's not just that he, that he can't see, but like. Yeah, never mind. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm just mad at Sam. Why are you mad at Sam? <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't he does know how good he's got it. And yeah. I want to take him down some pegs. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, anyway. Uh, 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 yeah, so he's looking in the mirror and then he sees Pete, the police officer with peanuts. The peanut police officer, Pete. And, oh, oh, because um, the dog's barking, and Sam turns to the dog and goes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the police officer's like, not you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand these beetles. What's all this beetle mania? Except I don't think they officially say beetle mania, no, do they? No, they don't. Or, like, the beetles. They say, like, some of the names yeah. of the... the well, yeah, they do end up saying, ah, oh, these fucking guys from Liverpool. Uh, I mean, yeah. Al does. Al does. Uh, at one point he says, oh, this is three days before the Beatles play Ed Sullivan. Oh, I see. Okay. But but mostly they're just like, ah, these fucking English coming in here, taking our jobs. Yeah. Well, and Pete does not like it. He's like, oh, these girls are going crazy for these guys from Liverpool with all their yeah, yeah, yeah. And with I'm like, their hair. Really? Are we all like. <laughs> and their yeah, rings. Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't know. We're kind. <laughs> I mean, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't people still say yeah, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. Like, I picture him being like, <laughs> I don't know. Having that come into play some more times, like, oh no, I've stepped into this octopus's garden. He's like, oh no, if I have to hear another word about these octopus gardens, I'm gonna go crazy. Oh no. <laughs> How but many it's also more ways can we? Ironic, because his favorite pastime involves twisting and shouting. <laughs> yeah. And then he feeds the dog whole peanuts. Yeah. And Sam's like, oh, you couldn't even spit the shells out? I'm like, why? He's a fucking dog. You can't give dogs. I mean. Like, he's for sure going to choke and die. Don't just give dogs 100%. peanuts in their shells. Dogs eat anything. They need to, whatever. <laughs> uh, we cut to. No one knows what they're doing in this episode. <laughs> Everyone's bad at their job. Except for Chris. 
question. Because <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Never mind. Please yeah. hire me. <laughs> Semi-professional podcaster. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, 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 sure. We cut to um, Michelle arriving at her home um, where she's, she's hidden uh, her school books in the hallway um, so her mom will think that she was at school. Her mom comes out in her bathrobe and she's smoking a cigarette. And she's and immediately she's, terrifying. Yeah, immediately. She's like, so where were you? What's been going on? By the way, the woman who played her mom is also the mom in Heather's. She's Veronica's mom who, um, yeah, yeah that was a good dance. performance. She's just, she, like, I, I think she's just kind of like a, a TV mom. Um, but yeah, she has this mean monologue that's just mean. That's like, yeah. Because, you know, she basically calls out the daughter on a... Because the daughter said she was studying with friends at the library. But the mom found out that she wasn't studying with friends at the library. Because she left her books at home. And she checked in on her. So she's, like, mad at her for going out and doing something. And says, like, I work myself to the bone to send you to nursing school after your father left me. And this is what I get. And, like, but this is also, just mean. It's really fucking... Um... I have a note here. It's like the, the the she's projecting like really fucking on the nose. Like yeah. she's just like, what if I don't want to be a nurse mom? And she's like, well, when your husband leaves you with a two year old daughter, then what are you gonna do? It's like, I, you understand that we're different hu- humans, right? Like, that, if I don't get married and have a daughter at the age of twenty two then that won't happen. I can make choices that affect the way that my life plays out. Yeah, it's not just like vague things like, I don't want you running around with boys Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're just going to break your heart. Or I don't want you skipping school or not studying because I want you to have a career. It's very specific. It's very specific. My like, life. You must become a nurse and do this. Otherwise you will have a two year old and be abandoned by a man and also like, who is exactly like your father. I love this like, notion <laughs> that like, Oh, you're just bumming around with all these bums at Carnegie hall, all those yeah. shows and losers. When she says like, I was at a concert and I expected the mom to be like, oh, you were, like, seeing the Beatles with all those other young idiot girls? And she's like, no, I was actually watching a was, classical pianist. At I'm actually ha- Hall. I'm actually doing this internship for a class, a famous classical pianist. Like, yeah. that's actually pretty ambitious. Like, sure, it's unpaid, but, like, you could put that on your resume. And even, like, when, like, when, when she... That's the, pretty good. When the mom calls her out on her lie, her second lie was, I got a free ticket to a pre... Uh, classical concert at Carnegie Hall which again any mother in the world would be like oh yeah makes sense you got a free ticket sweet like yeah what mother would be disappointed that her daughter was seeing classical music at Carnegie I honestly think she should have said like I'm doing an internship for yeah. a classical pianist like I think if if, if I had done that like my yeah. parents would be like wow we didn't know you like had so many things on the go that's pretty cool yeah. you're in nursing school and you're interning yeah. like also, like, not I mean, bad. Being a PA is a is a tough life, but so is being a nurse. And there's like, you can get work as a PA, yeah, hundred percent. Like, oh man, I'm this famous famous um, pianist with like a recording contract. I'm his PA. My life is set. Or like, at least it's a start it's a in in arts administration. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's pretty good. 
Uh, and then she, her mom says this, this thing, which is like, remember, a fool's dream may be, a fool's dreams may be dreams, but they still belong to a fool. I'm like, what? That's not a saying. Yeah, it, it, like, like, count, don't count your chickens before they hatch, but remember, they're only chickens. It's like, but, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> We're not really talking, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't actually, put off like tomorrow that. what you can do today but remember today was only tuesday like what i kind of love like <laughs> don't count your chickens before they're hatched but also remember you're allergic that... to chicken <laughs> like... even best case scenario you got a shitload of chickens <laughs> wait a minute what are we talking about <laughs> so you know that's mom <laughs> Can we talk about this next scene with Al that I was very confused by? Tell me about this next scene with Al. I don't even remember what they're talking about. Like, they're talking about, they're having their generic scene where it's like, oh, I've left it to this person. And Al's like, here's what Ziggy might want you to do. Or maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good impression. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And then uh, they're talking about just musicianship in general. And and Sam's like, Al, how am I going to play piano? I can't do this, Al. And Al's like, well, it's easy. I knew a musician. Her name was Evita Eladita. No, I wrote it down. Evita Envelitida. Evita Envelitida. And he loves saying it. And he's like... But he also says, this is a, a woman with an act I knew in Tijuana. And immediately I'm like, nope, 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 forever, nope, nope, nope. It's like Al's Al's version of the aristocrat's joke. You're like, oh no, please don't tell me about her act in Tijuana. Like, Al, no. Although, to be fair, this is the classiest thing that Al could possibly have seen in Tijuana. Well... Kind of. He starts describing it and he's like, she would sit like, I don't even remember. I got it, I got it. She She would lie down on her back and play the piano with her tootsies. No, no, play oldies with her toesies. Oldies with her toesies. And then she would lean (laughs) forward and start playing modern music with her bazunga bungas. Yeah, with her blank. He doesn't finish it. Yeah. So oldies with her toesies is my first question. So did she play... Like Mozart, <laughs> literally moon? with her with her toes, Swanee River. Like what instrument? Piano. Oh, piano. That's for sure. difficult. Yeah, playing the piano with your toes is very difficult. It's been done. He loves talking about women's toes. This is the second time I've been befuddled. There was also Minty Margaret or whatever who made her toes smell like mint. He just there are too many. Two times is two times too many to talk about. Well, we're learning something women's about women's toes in your life. Yeah. Anyway, and then uh, modern music with her blank, like, uh, okay, so this was a sex act. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Unless, because he's like, and then she'd turn around and put her legs up in the air and play modern music with her blank. But it's like, maybe she just picked up a trombone and played it lying down. Never mind. With her tattoos? No, with her mouth. What? I assumed the next word was mouth, but that could be wrong. Do you think it was like vagina? <laughs> she played modern she played, music with her vagina. She played a trombone with her vagina. That would be... I'm not saying that I would want to watch it. 
But that would be pretty amazing. It would be a pretty good talent. <laughs> um, anyway. We also, like, the classic... That's Evita and Velatina Tita. And Velatita. Anyway, so... Um, we get, like, the worst TV trope, and I hate this TV trope of all time, where Sam's like, how am I gonna play this concert tomorrow night? And Al says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And Sam goes, but how? And Al goes, trust me. And then he leaves... Why, just, Al, just t- tell him what you're going to do. And when we get to that scene, it doesn't become any clearer, but we'll get there. Why, it's not clear to you? Goodness. It's clear to Vincent. Here's a, here's a secret. Sometimes when I record uh, On a Dark Cold Night, my other podcast. We're not there yet. He makes that sound, my cat meows, and then I, I put some reverb on it, and I just call it spooky sounds. <laughs> I've never noticed. Not not once have I ever noticed that. It's only happened maybe once or twice. But I'm like, use it, use it. <laughs> anyway, it's a gift from God. Yep. Um. Anyway, so then we see rich French lady again, right? This oh, is, is this, is this when she gets dogs. murdered? And she's like, Napoleon, Josephine, oui, whatever. And then, uh, and then this mysterious, no, like mischievous, um, quantum leap. Sting yeah. starts playing that's like dun, 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 it's dun, very dun, much dun, 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 like silly it, but it's, it's very much Halloween yeah but like silly Halloween like we just spoopy see, yeah we just see um uh, the this murderer wearing a balaclava at the top of a staircase <laughs> and we just get this real 70s horror um not horror though like like Pink Panther horror <laughs> like 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 dumb Sneaky mm. horror music. That's her soundtrack as she dies. <laughs> and it struck me as very cruel to this <laughs> to this character. It would better be, better than like accordion music though. <laughs> and then some more Beatlemania scenes. Yeah, I mean they're just apparently camping out outside Ed Sullivan Theater for like four days before the Beatles show up. Like, we keep, every time we walk past, they're screaming at the door, and they're like, it's three days till the concert, and they're like, ah! Yeah, they're just constantly shrieking. When one girl runs to her friends, and she's holding her hand, and she's like, I touched Ringo! I touched Ringo! I'm like, everybody's touched Ringo. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. And then she faints into Sam's And arms. Sam goes, Mr. Conductor? And they go, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Oh. On Shining Time Station. Oh, that's he was right. he, and then he was replaced by George Carlin. <laughs> what a history for Shining Time Station. Anyway, yeah. And then uh and then uh he sees Pete the police officer, right? Because the he comes up on a horse and he's like, Beatlemania, and I'm like, okay, so the cop is definitely the strength. But at, at this point he's definitely like, and fucking chicks, am I right? <laughs> like, yeah, women. Oh. Ugh. Loving these British guys. Ah, sometimes you just want to strangle them all, don't you? I see. Yeah. And well, also, at this, this is the only other male character in the episode. So we're like, yeah, it's, def- it's him. That's like, the thing. Yeah, sure. Leet's like, do you think it's the cop? I'm like, well. For sure. It's either the cop. Or, or the mother. Or the mother. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought it could go either way, honestly. Did you? Well. I thought it would be quite interesting if they made it the mother, because she is clearly angry and unstable, and she's like, 
very protective of her daughter and like you you know you don't know what's out there and like I want a good life for you and I'm like maybe that's why she's I'm <laughs> murdering everyone prettier than you yeah exactly <laughs> it's possible yeah uh, the next thing I have is uh, at the diner or the oh yeah butcher. yeah which is um, the first thing here is um, Sam talks about having stage fright and this is my second most hated TV trope where. Apropos of nothing, there's no, there's no, nothing to prompt this. Uh, Michelle just says, the chances of you having stage fright are the same as a B-movie actor becoming president. And Sam goes, oh, stranger things have happened or whatever. But it's like, what an example to pull. There's also, it, it just doesn't make sense on a sheer level of like, what do you mean the chances of you having stage fright? Yeah, I mean, he... I do. He's, he's telling you that he has stage fright. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> the <laughs> my favorite color is red. The odds of your favorite color being red are is like, what, like wait a do minute. Do you have a reason to not believe me you. right now? Like, do you do you like wh- what do I gain by telling you I have stage fright? Yeah, and uh, uh, oh, by the way, the waitress who shows up and has a joke about something like oh, stinky feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, because oh, he says, oh, you forgot the mustard on my sandwich. And they go, that's amazing. How do you know? And he goes, ah, I don't know, uh, the smell. He's <laughs> like, I have really sensitive smell. And she makes a joke. You know, like a blind guy. It's a good thing you don't know my husband. He's got stinky feet. And she, like, sassily walks away. <laughs> that's how she got her SAG card. <laughs> Honestly, she's in everything. I looked her up. I'm oh, like, really? she looks familiar. She's done so much work. So that waitress... Who had that one line her. about her husband's stinky feet? I think that launched her into a very successful TV career. Good for her. Yeah, honestly, she was great. Um, she's my Dixie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. She's my Dixie of the week with her one line. So he, he's trying to prevent Michelle from like going out after the show. Oh yeah, because, um, because that's I, when she's supposed to yeah. get strangled. Al earlier told him that. Um, yeah, the the following night, tonight, as we sit in the diner, Michelle is going to be the next victim of the strangler. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared about Joe's about about Mademoiselle Pikachu. That Nobody was cares. my question. His, his job was not to save her. His I, job was specifically to save Michelle. That's exactly what I was gonna say because I'm like, I just you got it right sent now. back in time to stop Michelle from being murdered. Yeah. Meanwhile, Madame Pikachu. <laughs> As you like to call her, uh, nobody cares. Even though he's clearly friends with her, yeah, they're on a. I don't know if they're on a first name basis, but it's his neighbor. And he's speci- and God specifically left you in like four hours before her death, but does not care one way or the I other. I really feel sorry for. Her. I just clocked this for now, and that is fucking horrifying. Yeah, that was my note. <laughs> like Al should have shown up and been like, "Hey, there's gonna be a murder in three hours. You've got to be there." Yeah, and guess what? If you can stop him now, you're going to prevent both of these murders. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote this? This is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, why did, bye. Why did Madame Pikachu die? Yeah, why is she lost? Oh, excuse him? me, Mademoiselle Pikachu. She's unmarried. Is she? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I assume she's a widow. She's She, she oh, was yeah. young, but... Yeah. Uh, but she also went she back to her maiden name better. after her husband died. She went back to her maiden name, Pikachu. I assumed that was her husband's name. No. Mademoiselle Pikachu. All right. 
<laughs> you know what, guys? Leet has this uh, version. There's a of lot this of headcanon here. <laughs> Leet has a whole headcanon for this lady, so whatever. But yeah, like I just, she was such a character too. Yeah, she was also she was also a nominee for Dixie of the she, Week. You know what? Yes. Yes, she was. And again, in terms of elevating the material, like she was cartoonish gold. Yeah, I like to imagine that they gave her nothing. They were just like, you're just like this wealthy lady with two dogs. And she's like, what are the dogs' names? They're like, uh, uh, it I doesn't matter. And she's like, hmm, what if I'm French? And they're <laughs> Josephine and Napoleon. And they're like, I mean, whatever you want, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, look, we're going to strangle you, so like... Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Meanwhile, little did they know she created a beloved character that we are now, yeah, picking apart. Yeah. Anyway, um, poor thing. Um. Oh yeah, and then he's back at his. Uh, uh, I guess the point is the point of that scene is he's like, like, go out for dinner with me after the show tonight. Yeah, but also he also um pulls a a bad blind acting. Oh, and and also yeah. being a dick, which is like, oh, he's like, he goes, oh, you've got a beautiful smile, and she goes, no, I don't, and he goes, uh, I mean, uh, what I mean is like, well, I can tell by the sound of your laugh that you have a beautiful smile, and then he goes, you should smile more, and she's like, oh, I don't have anything to be happy about, and he's like, just smile. Yeah, he later on gives her, I'll, I'll say it now, a, another golden Sam pep talk. That he loves to give women yeah. in the past, like where he's like, "You are pretty," and you're, and she's like, "I'm an idiot," and he's like, "You're not an idiot." <laughs> I'm like, "Great pep talk." Yeah. You're pretty, and you're not an idiot. You have, you should smile more. Way to go, my friend. Has Sam given one of these pep talks to a man at any point? No, no, because men, <laughs> men don't need more confidence <laughs> in the past. If anything, men could have done in the past with a little less confidence. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I thought it was funny. No, no, yeah, Maybe no, it was yeah. just me. No, no, I was just looking at my next note. No, it's really funny. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man, the head games. The head games <laughs> on this podcast. Um, so then, yeah, as you say, um, Sam, in order to make sure she doesn't cut through the park... At midnight the following night, or that night, he says, we should have dinner together. You choose the place. And she's like, I don't know anywhere good. And he goes, well, choose somewhere bad. Yeah. Just, he says, just, pick us a nice place. You pick any any nice place you want. She's like, I don't know any nice places. <laughs> I, I don't go to nice places. So you live in Manhattan and hang out at Carnegie Hall. How do you not know any nice restaurants? Yeah, there's surely a nice restaurant across the street. Yeah. Any kind of I mean, I don't know, 1964, but, like, yeah, you can find a nice restaurant in, you know, Midtown Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be fine. Uh, we're back at Andy's apartment. Yep. He's listening to Andy's playing yeah, on he's, record. He's listening it, yeah. To to the record, and he's we get a voiceover being like, his technique is amazing, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're foreshadowing. Sam's a pianist. Like, that's... Oh, interesting. Yeah, did you not... I guess, I guess. I guess. We'll get to that. But, like... <laughs> And the dog brings over a bowl, and he's like, I thought dogs only ate once a day. What do you want? I'm like, well, this poor dog. Feed the dog. Yeah, like, dogs only eat once a day? Like, I, that's Do not you eat a, once a day? That's not a true thing. Does anything? I mean, snakes eat, like, once a week or something. Yeah. Lions don't need to eat every day. Is that a thing? I don't know. Anyway, it's a dog. 
It's a dog. I You're a get... grown man. You have to know that you feed a dog more than once a day. And you, like, they, they're small. Their metabolisms are, are faster than yours, dude. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Feed your fucking dog. If Andy leaps back and his dog is, is not alive anymore, <laughs> that's gonna be pissed. really sad. Um, and also, who's going to uh, do the big finale of Chopsticks for him? Yeah, he says you're ruining the whole act. Um, Al enjoys fucking with dogs. That's mm-hmm. a fun part, because Al says, like, your mother was afraid of cats. <laughs> and the, the dog, the dog's like, Row! and loses it. Again, he's not a very good seeing high dog. Yeah, well, I mean, he's off the leash enraged. at that point, so he's allowed to do whatever he wants. That's the rule. If, when, you're, when you're on leash, you're, you're working, and when you're off leash, you're a dog. Really? Yeah, that's how that's how they work. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, and then so Al Sam again for no particular reason just starts reading the box of dog food. It it, it this was all a prelude to him having to read something. Yeah. Because he's like, fine, is this what you want? Kibbles for dog or whatever, and he's like, ingredients: chicken, egg. Is that what you want? Do you want this? Yeah. Sodium fritten. I don't know. He starts just reading things, and then guess who snuck into his apartment? Yeah, like that's a, fucking creepy. It's illegal. Yeah. Right. Like she just. I mean, I guess his door was open or unlocked. Unlocked, but, but she just waltzed right on yeah. in. Also, how does she know where he lives? Good question. She's the fucking murderer. Again, I was like, she might be a contender for the strangler. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Pete was a Patsy. Patsy Pete the fuck or the fucking fuck. Patsy Pete the peanut policeman. <laughs> no. Um, he was at the wrong place at the wrong point. <laughs> Anywho, um, Patsy Pete the wrong place at the wrong point. <laughs> I keep wanting to say popcorn policeman. No, he's a peanut policeman. I've been framed. <laughs> I wanted to alliterate. Framed? I've been framed. I've been framed. It was really funny. <laughs> you just don't know it. Yeah, you'll think fun. about it later and you'll be like, oh my god, Kristen's the best. <laughs> I just want the record you'll to all reflect. See. One day you'll all see. I want the record to reflect. That was very funny. We all enjoyed the funny, funny joke. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, she walks in. She's like, "So you're, so you can oh, see." Also, I just want to. I want another. My third most hated TV trope is uh, Sam is sitting there reading the box of dog food, and we see in the background uh, Mrs. Stevens come in behind him, and Al is standing there going, "Sam," and he's going, "Just a minute, Al. I've got to finish reading this box." And Sam. Al goes, "Sam," and he goes, "No, I'm reading the box. It's really important." And he goes, "Sam." <laughs> It's like, just be like, hey, dude. He can't hear you. Like, or she can't hear yeah. you, Al. So Al be like, stop talking. Stop reading. Someone's behind you. The jig is up if you keep reading. There's a person right fucking there. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to be like, Sam? Like. <laughs> My third most favorite, most hated TV trope. All right. And then she goes, oh, so you can see. And he goes like, no, I can't. Again, like, you, you have PhDs. She's a nurse. You should be able to be like, well, actually, like, nearsighted, yeah. very nearsighted. I could. I can see I when can kind things of see, are, like, sure. six inches away from my eyes. I can read. And... Or I was joking. Like, that's actually not what's on this box. Well, that, like, that's, that's falsifiable. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But, like, you know what I mean? You didn't have to just stand there and be like, oh. 
<laughs> you got me. Yeah, and she basically says, like, uh, now I have this over you, so yeah. you leave my daughter alone or else I'll tell the world that you can see and it's all an act. Yeah, so she's blackmailing him to leave uh, Michelle alone. Yeah. Uh, which, again, I mean, I guess she just she doesn't want her daughter going out with anyone, but it's like... He's a rich and famous classical pianist. Yeah, I guess she's like, he's a liar now. Yeah, he's so... for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I would probably not want my hypothetical daughter to go out with like a con artist but he's also like like a fucking incredible pianist who also sells out carnegie hall and has like even say he's not blind he still is known for playing without sheet music so he's like memorized these like tens of hours of classical music that's a feat in and of itself yeah he's still a an amazing pianist yeah world class and plays without sheet music which I mean, again, I like I know not everybody does. Not everyone uses sheet music, but if you're gonna blackmail and maybe be like, you're gonna marry my daughter, and I'm gonna come live with you, and then you're gonna divorce and give her half your shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just saying, maybe yeah. there's a way to be better at this. Mm-hmm. Um, she leaves. <laughs> and I thought maybe he is the strangler, and he's gonna have to kill her <laughs> to keep his secret. That's what he was set back in time for. Yeah. That's not what ends up happening. No. Uh, we cut back to the theater where Sam is getting ready for the concert, and he's still nervous because Al still has not explained his idea of how to help Sam. Yeah, Al isn't there yet. He's not so there, he's yeah. just like, I'm going to have to just go out and play chopsticks again. And the dog looks at him and is like, But it's true. Like, he like finally, like, he has a bit of a scene with Michelle that doesn't go anywhere, really. She's sad. He comforts her. Um, yeah, he tells her she's pretty and she's not an idiot. Yeah. And she's like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so much nicer than my real mom. <laughs> and he goes out on stage and he does that thing where he puts his two index fingers together, oh. brings them up to his head, and Al goes, uh, suddenly appears and says, like, I've got you, pal. And what he does is he's he's got sheet music, hologram sheet music that he's holding. And he puts it right in, in position so Sam can see it, but obviously it's hologram so the audience can't. And that's how Sam's going to get away with it. So he just, he's an amazing pianist, Sam. Sam in is... In the history of Quantum Leap. Yep. Yeah, uh, this is the thing. Um, uh, he is a concert pianist. He, first of all, he looks at the sheet music and goes, I don't know how to read sheet music. And Al goes, of course you do. And he goes... This is where I was confused, yeah. Um, just Sam is a concert pianist. And it, uh, Al drops the knowledge that uh, Sam played Carnegie Hall at the age of 19. Hmm. So... I missed that. Oh, yeah. So he's just he's just a concert pianist. That's all it is. Well, apparently... Which um, nobody fucking mentioned to. Like, Al at no point was like, don't worry, you are actually a pianist. Hey, this is actually perfect. <laughs> this is... Guess what? Could not be better. <laughs> um, apparently Scott Bakula can play. Yeah, he can play a bit. That's yeah. Obviously not him... Playing throughout this performance, but like, well, he was miming pretty well. Yeah, some it's of it. much, 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 much better than the guitar playing a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I looked it up because apparently on NCIS he played piano. Yeah, for real and also season. on Boston Eagle. Oh, and uh, apparently he won a Tony before he was on Quantum Leap, and like he he was like a Broadway yep. performer. Yep, so I knew that. I've, okay, I've mentioned, I, no, I've mentioned it on the podcast a handful of times. Well, I didn't know it was like musical. Yeah, he was, a, he was a Broadway guy. What did he win his Tony for? Um, 
I don't know. There was something called like romance, romance, or oh yeah, that's, like that's, that. that's that rings a bell. Is that right? Scott Bakula Tony. I guess that makes sense. He seems. Yeah, romance, romance. In 1988, so right before, the the year before this show premiered. Yeah, so he plays a great concert. Everybody's like, he's amazing. He did a good job. Um, um, the mom, Mrs. Stevens, shows up. Actually, Michelle is standing backstage watching him, and uh, the mom shows up. And she's smoking again. By the way, every scene she's been in, she's like, her <laughs> one arm is crossed yeah. under, and her other hand is up lazily smoking, like yeah. Cruella DeVille in every damn scene. She's like... So, this is where you've been. Like, it's a bit much. Carnegie Hall. Oh, I see. You've been slumming it down at Carnegie Hall again, haven't you? Um, yeah, so she's, like, in the wings smoking, like, yeah. right by the stage. And someone's like, ma'am, you really, you really can't be smoking back here. Which, it's like, obviously, but she doesn't give a fuck about anyone, this she does woman. Not. In a way, I was kind of like, damn, if I could have some of that. Some don't bad. give a fuck energy yeah um and, uh, and she's also screaming backstage she's like he's a fake he's like, a fake he can see as plain as the nose on your face and remember a fool's dream may be dreams but they also belong to a fool <laughs> a penny saved is a penny earned but it's only a penny <laughs> so you only have a penny <laughs> pennies are bullshit <laughs> Um, but so so she's screaming and, and of course Michelle's like what are you talking about he they can't see he's a blind person at which point Sam immediately walks off stage and goes oh Mrs. Stevens what are you doing here and she's like how did you know it was I and so then Michelle she was screaming backstage and I recognized her voice from the screaming and also she's the only person who would smoke here yeah I put it I sleuthed it out um, um so Michelle runs off. Sam realizes that, she, oh, she's about to get strangled. <laughs> so he runs after her, and Mrs. Stevens lights another cigarette coldly. Yeah, and it was very strange, because, like, so she gets attacked, and she pulls out, um, she shakes her bag open, pulls out a nail file, stabs the man in the back, mm -hmm. and then later Pete shows up, and she's like, oh, Pete, and hugs him, and then there's blood on her hand, and she's like, oh, it's him. Yeah. And it's like, I get that we need that scene. Yeah, we, we, we know the Maybe. beats of a mystery, yeah. But, like, it just seemed like that was so, in such close proximity to, like, those those two things happened yeah. so close together that if, if I was just attacked by a man in a mask, I think, and then five seconds later, I see a dude I know in the exact same outfit yep. in the park late at night, yep. not in his well, officer uniform, again, in the same outfit with his mask off, I might be like, what the fuck are you doing huh, here? I see. You're the strangler. You're like the strangler, without having yeah. to be, you know, like, yeah. come on. Also like, just like efficiency wise, it would have made just as much sense for like, they're struggling and she pulls off his exactly. mask. Exactly. Exactly the same effect. Exactly. And then be like, oh, Pete, like, just do that. Um, um, we'd have to uh, backtrack slightly. Um, when Sam... Bacula is, Tracula. Bacula Tracula. Um, to, when Sam is uh, following Michelle out of the theater, um, he gets caught up in the, um, the crowd for the Beatles concert, and a flashbulb goes off like oh, two right. inches away from his face. So now Bacula actually is blind. Yeah. And he has to go save Michelle none, nonetheless. 
Yeah, with the help of uh, Chopin. And Al. And Al. Action happens. I'm like, we don't need to go through it. He, he chases he them down. Them. He saves them and he catches. And the dog helps. The dog attacks Pete the... Um, this is for all those peanuts. <laughs> I haven't shat right in years. <laughs> um, and see, he catches he catches um, Pete the strangler, and um, um, so then uh, Mrs. Stevens is suddenly there. How does that happen? Why is she? I don't know. Why she sits she get everywhere, there? chain smoking? Yeah, she's <laughs> like <laughs> a maleficent spirit. Yeah, um, a Maleficent spirit. Yeah. You know, like Maleficent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get it, like Maleficent. Yeah, you know, the beloved <laughs> cartoon character Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. You don't know in what way to make fun of me, so no, you're just skipping it. No, I'm just going to let it go. Okay. I know you're smarter than that, so I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. Um. Yeah. And then uh, they're sitting on the bench. Uh, so, 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 so the way we experience or the way we see Sam's, uh, what he's seeing mm-hmm. now that his eyes have been affected by the flash bulb is like, like a tunnel of flashing lights. Yeah, kind of that. And he can kind of see behind them, but not really. Yeah, once or twice we kind of get a slight outline of the thing he's looking at, but mostly it's just kind of, as you say, like like you're looking down a tube of flashing spinning lights. Yeah, and um, he's like, I think I'm starting to be able to see again. Well, not yet, because okay. we need we need uh, the the mom to be proven wrong, even though she was 100% right, and he could see the whole time. Oh, but that's right. they're having a conversation, and uh, um, she goes, but he's still a con artist. He's still blind. And, or uh, no, he's still not he's blind. He's still not blind. He can still see. And Michelle's like, no, he explained everything to me. He said he smelled your perfume, which, again, is like, wasted up. while she was smoking backstage, that's the perfect... structural storytelling way to explain that. He's like, oh, it's the perfume that he smelled through your fucking cigarette smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's me nitpicking. But even so, you have this obvious, obvious answer. And they're like, oh, let's skip that one and do the stupid one. We can be like, you smoke a very particular brand of cigarettes. Like, and you always are doing it. And you're the only human who would smoke backstage at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh... But she's like, uh, but she tries to prove Michelle wrong by lighting a match like directly in Sam's face, and he doesn't flinch because he, at this moment, still can't see. And she's like, "Oh my God, he is blind, or has spent years practicing being blind and knows how not to flinch when things happen." Yeah. One or the other. The thing with me is that. Um... The first time she's like, oh, you're not blind is because he was reading close up words. And I'm like, well, that's not uh, necessarily, you know, hand in hand. Um, And then the second time he doesn't flinch when she lights a a match in front of his face. I'm like, again, that doesn't prove anything. Her standard of evidence is real fucking low. (laughs) Like her Sherlocking around is terrible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So maybe she should stop making conclusions. And then they walk over there, over there in yeah. the park. Yeah, over there, you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> Just that way. There. Um, and they're talking, and then, yeah, he's talking to Al. He's like, I think I can start to see again, because he's sort of seeing Al past the flashing lights in the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. And Al says, like, 
tears have an amazing clean cleaning power. Said, yeah, eyes are an amazing thing. The tears have a like a way of cleaning things out. It's like Samson uh, crying. That wouldn't fix the flashing lights. I really don't think. No, like that's very I strange. I don't know. Al. But also, like, but on the other hand, it's like, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're, you you can't see for a little bit, and then like you you, you get better. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but he also. Um, Sam's like, oh my god, Al, it's so good to see you again. And it's like, it's been like five minutes, dude. Like, you've been blind for like a second. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. He also, Al holds up three fingers and he says, how many fingers am I holding up? And Sam says, four. And Al goes, ah, close enough. Which is a pretty good joke. It's pretty good. I want to flag that as a pretty decent joke. I was going to be like, they took that from Hercules, oh, but Hercules took it from that, obviously. I don't know. How that. many horns do I have, kid? Danny DeVito. Disney's Hercules. I'm familiar with Danny DeVito. You know, Dan- Wait, from Dumbo? <laughs> Did you see it? I haven't. Are you going to see it? No. Okay. I was just listening to uh, um, my friend Vicky Gallant has a podcast, a very good uh, Disney recap podcast called We Want the D. And the most recent episode as we record oh, this is uh, they're talking about the new Dumbo. And they did not like it. Yeah. Did you see it? No. Yeah. No, I don't know. Tim Burton's broken my heart a lot these last I'm, few years. I, I've never been a Tim Burton guy. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've been a huge... See, yeah, I am a huge Tim Burton fan, but his later work really... I'm so sorry, Tim. Help me help help you. (laughs) (laughs) Help me help you, Tim. Tweet at us. We're at Kristen Lee. I love you so much. Let's just get back what we used to have. (laughs) Weird shapes and... Similar hair. And Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, Johnny Depp also broke my heart. Oh! <laughs> no! Kristen is Fredo. <laughs> no, they're my Fredo. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're Michael. <laughs> I'm obviously Michael. You're Michael. <laughs> they broke my heart. I'll be Sunny. I know it was you, Johnny and Tim. Yeah, you are. You're Sunny because you're the one who's clearly not Italian. <laughs> and also, I'm gonna get shot like a thousand times. Oh. Um. So then, uh, Sam, we get the classic question. Wait, I saved your life when I caught Pete the pea strangulating peanut salesman. Yeah. Why haven't I left? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. It's just that he had to fix the family problems yeah, he had to, with he had to, Michelle and he had to Not only save her life, but also save her, like, in the, spirit. In the most awkward scene it's... ever, where, uh, yeah, he's telling them how to be a family, basically, and it's like, yeah, like, I don't even remember, you're just it's like, so you really gotta, yeah, you gotta stop, you know, doing this to your daughter and blah 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 oh, we do have the fucking most horrifying line in quantum leap history where he's like oh don't you see you're smothering her you're squeezing the <laughs> life out of her just as much as pete just was are you yeah that's terrible she was her daughter almost just got killed and you're like five You've minutes basically ago been doing the same thing it's like no 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 no, 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 no. she loves her daughter <laughs> 
Anyway, and then he, she's yeah. not a strangler. And then when he's like, you gotta let go or whatever, or like, I'll help you or something. And then her mother's like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe somebody else should help take up the load. Like, as if maybe someone else has to start yeah. shouldering some of this burden of my child. Yeah. Like, a man in her life. Yeah. It's like, she's a fucking grown up. Yeah. Maybe the moral shouldn't be like, I'll help you take care of this. A fucking burden. Load you've been carrying all your years. Like, and she's like, I, I should live my life too. You're right. You don't. You take care of her for a while. Fuck. Like, God. Maybe Michelle is like, I'm actually doing fine. Yeah. Guys. So that was awful. And then, uh. But then Bacula, when she says, look, she looks over at Andy and says, Oh, somebody else should shoulder this burden. And Bacula, I'm going to do an exact. This is a 1,000% accurate. This is a 1,000% accurate, perfect impression of Scott Bacula in this moment. It's accurate. 1,000% accuracy. And he goes, Yes, Mama. (laughs) That was perfect. It was really good. Because, like, the whole episode, yeah, every time Mom goes on a tirade, we didn't mention this, but Michelle just says, like, yes, Mama, yes, Yeah, Mama. she calls her Mama like it's a glass menagerie. It's a glass menagerie, not any glass menagerie, the glass <laughs> like menagerie. Like we're in some kind of glass menagerie up in here. No, but, and she also says, yes, Mama. She doesn't yes, say, Mama. 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 <laughs> yes, Mama. Yes, Mama. <laughs> very weird. And then, and then Michelle throws her arms around her mother and just keeps going, Mama, 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 Mama. Mama, <laughs> just killed the man. Oh, I was doing, I was doing um, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Oh. You were doing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Honestly, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> it's all really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then Sam leaps. Like, why can't they just be nice? Anyway, yeah. So he leaps. Um, do you have anything to plug, Lee? Um, I always have my great movie pitching po- uh, podcast called The Pitch Off Project. And that comes out every Tuesday. I have my uh, horror bedtime ghost story podcast on a dark, cold night. And it comes out mostly every Wednesday. And this is the voice we use. This is the voice I use. On a dark, cold night. I like to repeat things just after you say them on the podcast. And imitate your inflection. Do you mean like when you listen to my podcast, you're sitting there repeating what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) That's terrifying especially when you break into yourself at the end and you're like hey everybody this is Kristen," and i'm like hey everybody this is Kristen." <laughs> it's very confusing <laughs> <laughs> yeah time anyway. time time the time, time, time. Oh, locomotive this is in memoriam of mademoiselle <laughs> pikachu R.I.P. Who's gonna leap for her? What? Who? Whatever happened to Josephine and Napoleon? They're just they're, they're feral gone. in Central Park. They, they... Oh my God! They were like the the progenitors of the feral race of dogs in uh, Central Park. Is there a feral race of dogs Probably. in Central Park? Probably. They run amok in like the something. same way that Napoleon ran amok over Europe. I'll let you know. I'm going to New York soon. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. What are you going to do in New York? I'm going to see some shows. What are you going to see? 
Um, I'm going to see Gary, the sequel to Titus Andronicus. I don't know Gary. What? Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus? Yeah, that Nathan Lane, isn't it? Pretty sounds funny. Sounds good. Yeah, and uh, I think we're seeing Town. I don't know any of these shows. Oh, it's a musical. It, it toured around Canada for a bit. It's, uh, yeah, like Orpheus and Eurydice, something like that, but yeah. a musical. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to make my mom do karaoke for the first time. She keeps wanting to do it and then chickening out. Make right. it happen. It's a weird thing to do with your mom, but have fun. What do you mean? I don't know. I wouldn't do that with my mom. Of course, I don't do karaoke at all, so it's fine. So it's just a weird thing for you to do. It's a it's a weird thing for me to do. You're projecting that onto my. And also, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I can't really see my mom doing karaoke either. Oh well, I'll have to make you do karaoke one of these days. God no. I think I'm doing it tomorrow. I shan't. Well, tune in next week to see Wait, if Lee does on. karaoke. No, I know oh, okay. we're not done yet. Okay, what? then just repeat that because I talked over you. No. <laughs> you have to sit in your shit. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I, I smelled your perfume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we're getting real gross up here in uh, yeah. um, uh, Oh boy. So, so Sam <laughs> uh, leaps in. Uh, he's in uh, the the recording studio of a radio station and uh, music is playing. And uh, all of a sudden, somebody knocks on the window and says, Stop fucking around and read the ad! And then he uh, looks and he's got a mirrored clipboard, which is yeah. very interesting. Sure. I didn't... I looked it up after. It's like, are mirrored clipboards a thing? And apparently they are, but they're mainly used as mirrors and not as clipboards. Interesting. Interesting. Um, anyway, so then he looks at himself, and he's just a guy-looking guy. Looks kind of like Billy Joel now. Yeah, like, like a modern-day Billy Joel, <laughs> which is interesting, because the only other time I think that the mirror reveal has been part of the... Teaser? Um, teaser was... Um, um, Color of Color Truth. of Truth. But in this case, he's just a guy-looking guy. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the relevance of him looking in the mirror is, unless there's something we're not getting. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's like we're supposed to look and be like, oh, he's Billy Joel (laughs) or something. I mean, to me, he looks like... I mean, because again, based on the um, um, radio station thing, he reminds me of Johnny Fever from WKRP, Howard Hessman. He's kind of that vibe, but maybe a little neater. Have you never seen WKRP? No. Oh, man, we've got to do WKRP. It's the fucking funniest show. Okay. Anyway, um, and I will also give you the hint that the title of this episode is Good Morning Peoria. Ah, okay. Um, Okay, so obviously it can't just be that he's a radio DJ, like radio host, because there's got to be something more and something he's got to change. If he's like a morning show host, I mean, maybe there's something political, I just assume, going on. I don't know. He, I gotta come up with something, but like, okay. What do you want to say? Nothing. I'm just enjoying your, your thought, having no fucking process. clues. You got no, like, there's nothing here. There really isn't. I mean, we You've know that it's career. like, it looks like the 70s. But he's wearing like, He's what wearing... looks like a disco-ish shirt. There's records. 
Um, not that that wasn't a thing before, but, like, I, I assume he's wearing bell-bottoms, but I could be wrong. The woman in the booth had, like, a turtleneck with a necklace on top, like, and sort of fair fawcett hair, so... Also, did you recognize her? No. Who is she? She went on to be Tim Allen's wife in Home Improvement. Oh. That's the thing I know her from. Oh, cool. Okay. Jill from Home Improvement. Yeah, I didn't really watch that show a lot, so I wouldn't have clocked that right away, but that's fine. Um... Okay, so maybe like, maybe like he uh, he uh, is being told to say something or sell something or like brainwash audiences. That's what it is. I'll go with the sci-fi angle. Um, he's been told that he has to like use subliminal Deuce, messaging yeah. to advertise products like cigarettes or something that's bad for people. Um, and he like doesn't want to do it and and he's got to subvert the system and then he does subliminal advertising just to the owners of the station that's like don't do subliminal advertising <laughs> except for just this one time that's amazing he uses subliminal messaging to be like don't use subliminal messaging subliminal messaging is bullshit i love that that's right. what i'm gonna go with all right well you'll find out if she's right next episode of oh, oh boy, boy it's Kristen and Leeds. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Pete, I'm kicking you.